Welcome to the Cricket's Sidecar, where we go a little further into a story of note with the person who wrote it. Hi, this is Chris with the Manchester Cricket, and it's a bright and sunny Thursday morning, and I am here with Charlotte Lawrence, our awesome high school contributor who interviews doctors and medical professionals and sometimes authors and whomever um, in her series she does for us called Not So Everyday Medicine. Hi, Charlotte. Hi. I'm so glad to be here. Good. We're glad to have you. We have not had Charlotte in before. So um, she had to find our office, which is a bit of a trick. She met some other people along the way. We, we're in like an alley, even though it's quite nice, but it's a little tricky to find. So I'm so glad you navigated Manchester to get here. We enjoyed your most recent article, but maybe before we talk about 52 Ways to Walk, which I really did like and is here in front of us. I would love to hear a little bit more, you know, you've been writing for us for, I don't know how long, like, is it a year, a year and a half, two years? I think it's two, two years. Oh COVID my goodness. time. I don't know. For a while. And Maybe a year and a half. Yeah. And Charlotte was awesome. She came to us with this very clear idea of what she wanted to do. And we were like, right on, high school writer with a plan. And she's an excellent writer and interviewer. But can you kind of tell me a little bit about how that happened, how you came to have the idea for Not So Everyday Medicine? Yes. So I really wanted to find ways during the pandemic to reach out to the community. And it was it was difficult. No clubs at the high school were open um, and running. And so I, I, had a, I had a contact of the head of cardiology uh, at Boston Children's. Right. And I wanted to inter- interview him because uh, I really like cardiology and I think heart health and moving was really important, especially in the early days of the pandemic. So I reached out to him and I said, would you ever be up for an interview? And he said, absolutely, of course. And so I did it and I pitched pitched it to the cricket and they they liked it. And I was expecting it to just be that one and they wanted to continue. And I was like, this is perfect. I didn't know I could. Oh, yeah. um, and so that kind of transformed into the column, which I'm so happy I get to do because I really, really like talking to all the people that I get to interview. Yeah, and it shows. And we feel so grateful to have you because it's 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 a wonderful contribution to the cricket. And you're you're really good at it. And I one of the things I've enjoyed is the variety of people that you've spoken to as well. And I I don't know if they kind of come across your radar. I mean, we've had everything from gene editing technology to a local woman who has a daughter with a rare disease, and we did the rare disease day and Chemo, my friend, the ER doctor at Mass General, who like intubated the most difficult cases during COVID. You know, that one is interesting. We actually, he built a simulation, like a medical simulation for medical students. And we used it in, we have a club at our high school called HOSA, which is a future medical professionals club. And we used it in that club. And so like it was two weeks after I did the article, I was like, oh my goodness, this is his. Like I saw his name at the top. So that was a really interesting coincidence. Oh, that's that's incredible. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Kimo Takisu is 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 a very incredible. special, special guy on multiple levels. We're lucky to to know him and have him. So oh, that's really cool. Yeah. That's most great. of the people though, I, I come across them in interesting ways. This recent article, 52 Ways to Walk, I was um, going into a local bookstore um, because my dad loves walking. And he's one of those health nuts. He just loves all that stuff. Great. And so I went in and I found this book, 52 Ways to Walk. It was like two months before Father's Day, but I had to get it. And my idea was to annotate the book for him and just like write in little oh, little notes for him. That's lovely. And so to do that, I had to read the book. And when I was reading it, I was like, this is the most fascinating thing because she talks about 
different ways to vary your walking routine to get more out of it. Um, and just some of the science behind it, uh, the sunlight, your immunity, and just lots of different things. And so I was fascinated when I was annotating the book for my dad that he commented on something of hers on social media and she commented back and he said to me, she's active with her followers. Maybe you should reach out to her. So that's how, that's how I did that. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. It's sort of organic because you haven't done a I book haven't. before per se. And not that I can remember, although no, you should I do it on memory because, okay, good. You haven't. And, and it is fascinating just, just looking through it, things that perhaps instinctually you understand, but don't really have an actual scientific reason for, mm -hmm. like, why do I feel better when I wake up and walk in the morning? Or, I mean, you got into all this, the link th th that sunlight really is a big deal, not only in terms of being on your skin, but mm -hmm. in terms of setting your circadian rhythm into yeah. motion. So mm -hmm. maybe you can speak just a tiny bit. I mean, hopefully everybody will read the article and the book, but maybe you can give us a glimpse. You know, what's great about the book is the chapters are really short and there's 52 of them. And she plans it in a way where you can try each walk each different week for 52 weeks. And right. so I highly recommend it. But the part about the circadian rhythm is that when you wake up and you go outside for a walk within an hour of waking typically, give or take, the sunlight sets your circadian rhythm in your cells because that's how they recognize, you know, what time of the day it is through their through sunlight. And so it kind of tells your body when to wake up and then that further sets the clock for okay, maybe 15 hours from now I'm going to go to sleep. So that also tells your body when you're going to go to sleep. So it sets a really healthy rhythm for the day. Right. And I did not realize that that the trigger in the morning, that that 15-hour cycle right. is wired for the mel your melatonin to kick in. Mm -hmm. and, and It translates, it, yeah. It really translates. And it is such an argument for the thing that you know, we were all even told when we had babies is like a regular routine is huge. And we've all learned with sleep itself, aside from walking like that, that regularity is really your body likes it and it's it's important. So definitely. So okay. Well that's good. I was a bit surprised and I have to say I have weeks where I feel like this is happening, but walking backwards. Because <laughs> like, I was taking notes and I was like, oh God, I'm familiar with this feeling, but not like actually walking backwards. Tell me what? So you know, I actually did it before I read the book. There's a hill near my house that's really steep. And if you ever want to challenge, walk backwards up a hill. It's very difficult. You know, you're more mindful when you're walking backwards because, you know, you don't know what's directly behind you, I guess. So, right. you know, your balance is better because you're taking stock of each footstep and footfall that you're taking. And um, you're landing on, you know, the toe of your foot. I'm going to correct this later. <laughs> but um, you're landing on a different part of your foot and you're using a bunch of different muscles in the posterior chain of your leg. And so, it helps the balance in your knees. It's very good for balance um, because not only are you using different muscles to stabilize you, but you're also more mindful of every step you're taking. So it also helps with lower back pain and spine alignment for the same reasons, just those different muscles. Oh, super. Okay. I'll have to go back and read the chat. It seems a bit scary. Like even I swim sometimes in backstroking I like backstroking, but like half of my lane time or my sort of the distance is spent flipping my head back to try to make sure I don't hit the wall. And same with, you know, even biking this morning, kind of checking on my partner over my shoulder, like that whole like backwards thing. It's good. But at the same time, it's a little scary. It it's is a, a little scary. Definitely 
in the in the article I, I mentioned how do you do it safely right. you know walk in a walk in a relatively open right. place with not a lot of people so you don't look crazy right well, that's good you don't look crazy okay but let's not run into things so okay wonderful well I pers- of course I always love your pieces this one was particularly wonderful also because it has a practical application like we yes. can we can do this in our lives and interestingly enough there have been um a lot of books on walking there I, I ran into a woman that kind of walked her way through you know, waking up and walking every morning also just, I can't remember the name of the book, but it got her through a huge trauma in her life. And like just that routine of, and now you also see that there was, there was more at work than just sort of her mental health that like, I'm just going to get up and I'm going to walk. But there is also, I think that too, which is walking is, you know, sort of blue sky time, you know, it gives your, your head space time to sort of process. I find that some of my best ideas come if I'm running or walking, um, cause I'm active, but my brain is kind of set free in a way. Yes, you're you're doing something mechanically with your body, but your your mind is free. And um, Annabelle Streets mentions in the book uh, that 45 minutes is kind of the sweet spot if you want a mood lifter ah. uh, of a walk. So that's in the article as well. It's you know you have to kind of uh, change the time that you walk for the different things that you might want to get out of it. So you know she talks about these biomarkers called metabolites um, that. If you walk quick enough for 12 minutes, they can have a substantial impact on your health. And and there's stats about them in the article, but I found them really interesting. You know, there's one for diabetes that lowers by a significant amount and one's uh, metabolites that are linked to breaking down fat stores that rise during a 12-minute walk. Um, and so it you just have to gauge what you want to get out of the walk to how long it should be. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. Okay, that's good. And yeah. well, 45 minutes is a, a bigger commitment. 12 minutes sounds very doable for most people, but probably minutes, something yeah. in between. But, yes. Oh, that's, that's, that's marvelous. That's a brisk pace, 12 minutes. So have you been out walking with your dad since you got him the book? Or were you a, were you a walker before the book or was it just your dad? I was, not as big as my dad. Um, my dad, if you see him around town, he's the one with the, the weighted vest on that looks crazy. Oh, um, I'm going to look for him now. He has this big black weighted vest on. Um, <laughs> and I've tried walking with it before. It's 20 pounds. It's not easy. And so sometimes we go on walks together, which is really nice. He's a lot taller than I am and a lot faster. So it takes a bit of energy on my part. But I was a big walker before this. But my dad noticed in the days after I did the article, I would take some of her tips. Like I would do a walk after a meal. And he was like, oh, I know where you got that. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, good. Maybe you'll be a the second generation walker. I hope so. I hope yeah. so too. So before I let you go, I would love, you know, I have, um, Charlotte is in the same grade as my son. And I happen to know that your eyes are on your senior year of high school. And so this means that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going to guess that your time spent writing for the cricket and the things that you've chosen to learn more about what is ahead for you? I'm kind of guessing you're going to go into the medical field, but why don't you let me know? I mean, obviously you don't have to decide yet, but clearly you're thinking about colleges and you know what's next for Charlotte. That's an excellent guess. You're you're completely correct. Um, I I love medicine. Science has always been my favorite subject in school since my fourth grade teacher introduced us to the cell, and I asked for two cells for the Christmas of that year because it's it has never stopped since. And so I've always been fascinated by science and I never knew I wanted to be a doctor until this past year when I was just introduced to to lots of fantastic medical professionals and I just I wanted to be that and so I love medicine I love my mom laughs at me because every time I'm in a science lecture or 
or doing something, I'm like, oh my gosh, look at how much I had to read. Look at how much I have to do this. And she's like, but you said it with a smile on your face because I do. I really enjoy it. So I hope to go to college um, and major in chemistry, maybe add a double major in biology because I just can't choose. I love them both. And um, also be on the pre-med track and hopefully go to medical school and if I had my way, go into cardiology. So okay, good. which is study of the heart and okay, treating the heart. Yeah, sure. Well, in the meantime, we have you for at least another year. And are you, <laughs> this summer, I know that when we were scheduling, you have, I'm, I'm guessing you have, you're taking courses, but are you also having a little bit of fun this summer too? Or are you mixing it up? You know, yes. Uh, this summer is is quite packed. I have a, a three-week lab experience at, at UPenn, um, mm. University of Pennsylvania, where I get to be in the lab and do original science research that could be entered into like a science fair. So that's really cool. Nice. I get to live in the dorms and, oh, and do all that stuff. Good. And then, you know, as a kind of stress test for medicine, I'm going to Tanzania for two weeks. Charlotte. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you're going to do a postcards home. Okay. We'll talk about that later, but yes, you're going to ta- tell us more. Yes. So I'm right near Mount Kilimanjaro and in, in a health clinic and I'm going to be interning for that. So it's just want to, you know, I, I want to stress test medicine, I guess, because it's it's a pretty long path. Fantastic. Okay, when do you leave? What's, what's... August 13th. So it's, okay. yeah, so it's, it's not too far away. Busy summer and I, I can't wait. I'm really oh, excited. Charlotte, I can't wait. This is, I'm excited. This is so <laughs> wonderful. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is great. Okay, yeah. good. And you will, you'll roll up your sleeves and really feel it, yeah, see it, know no, it. Definitely. You're, you're in the room with the, with the surgeries and the C-sections and all of the things because, um, you know, it's the medical care isn't the same as we have here. And so, you know, you're able to help more and, um, and, and do things like that. Do. Yeah. Good. Oh, I can't wait. So you're going to hear it right here and now. Will you write a piece on that? Of course. I hope from, <laughs> actually, we can talk about this later. Just from your perspective, like it would be great to hear about your experience. Like maybe we'll interview you for this. Not so everything. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're going to yes, do. Yes, going abroad uh, in, in my, mo- my mother is terrified. Um, uh, of course, because great things are scary. The oh, scariest things. No, that absolutely. You, it's, it's so yeah. A piece yeah. on sending your your high schooler. To yeah, maybe we'll get one out of mom too. Maybe, I don't know. We'll we'll craft this. But I, oh, I'm so excited for you. Me too. Okay, yeah. but you are taking a little time to like hang out, go to the beach, yes. be a kid. Okay, good. Be, be a kid. Good. Definitely. All right. Super. Well, Charlotte, we are so grateful for all of your articles. Thank you for Fifty Two Ways to Walk. Yes, Thank absolutely. you for just being here and um, wishing you a happy summer. And we can't wait to hear more about your trip to Tanzania. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. All right. right. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sidecar. To hear more Cape Ann stories like these, subscribe to the Sidecar podcast from thecricket.com on your favorite podcasting platform.